Corn Free Radio, episode 169. A few weeks back, I was invited to speak at my church's artist group. And the title of the talk was, Let Us Seek Freedom from Anything That Blocks Our Creativity and Relationship with God. I shared a lot about this idea of resistance. Now, you might remember this. I talked about this in episode 152, uh, 153, and 154. I did a series called Resistance and Recovery, in which I quoted Stephen Pressfield from The War of Art. And Stephen Pressfield has this quote, most of us have two lives, the life we live and the unlived life within us. Between the two stands resistance. And he develops this whole sort of mythology of resistance being the most toxic force on the planet. And it's the root of all unhappiness. And it gets in the way of uh, who we were made to be. It was easy to talk about this in terms of creativity. Here, you know, I'm talking about, you know, what are the things that block artists from creating art? As luck would have it, uh, there's a guy in the group who's a videographer, a filmmaker. And he actually asked me ahead of the talk if he could film the the talk. And I was excited because this guy's a pro and he brought his gear and he set it up in the back. and, uh, And so he was recording. And this past week, he sent me the recording, the raw file of me. And I was eager to watch it because I was curious about how it came across, what I did. I wanted to hear the talk again. I was even thinking about maybe sharing part of it with uh, with the audience here. I don't know, either on my Facebook page or uh, maybe just some of the audio in Porn Free Radio. But I was shocked by what I saw when it came back. Even though I had a great experience and got great feedback from the people who were there, I wasn't happy with the way I looked physically. I mean, I was wearing these fat boy cargo shorts and I had a a 2XL polo shirt on untucked. And to be honest, it wasn't very loose. It was a little tight around the top and it kind of flayed out at the bottom. Flayed out, is that a word? Uh, (laughs) I was wearing Birkenstocks and I was kind of noticing when when, he, when there was a shot where I could see my feet that I kind of, my calves were kind of going into my ankles. You ever seen that? You know, it's, it's kind of like, almost like a cankle kind of thing. And the fact is, I'm really overweight right now. And this is different from even when I started Porn Free Radio. When I started Porn Free Radio, I was, uh, kind of a health conscious bike commuter. I would run. Sometimes I would bike and run in the same day. I was a plant-based vegan. I weighed probably, probably about 50, 60 pounds less than I weigh now. I was leading a more active lifestyle. And so I was watching this, this talk And in the talk, I talk a lot about transformation. Now, I talked about this in last week's episode, in episode 168. And I was talking about the need for transformation. And I was like thinking, man, I need some transformation. What am I doing giving a talk about transformation? My body is not looking right. And it made me think, you know, one of... uh, the, one of the biggest motivating factors for me in early recovery was this phrase, 
I wanted my inside and my outside to match. Now, back in the days when I was recovering from pornography, what I wanted people to see on the outside or in the inside was I wanted them to see the wounds and some of the weaknesses, and I wanted them to know the real me. And so I didn't want to show something that was false. Like, you know, I didn't want to put on a show. I wanted to be real, you know, in, I wanted to have integrity. I wanted the inside and the outside to match. But what dawned on me when I was watching this video of me talking was, is my outside matching my inside now? Like, is my physical body really, really mirroring my inside? I I do feel like I've had some big gains in being porn free. And I've learned a lot about myself. And I am known and loved and cared for. And I am able to ask for help. And I am able to use tools. And I am able to press into community. But yet, why does my weight keep going back up? Why am I struggling with working out? Why does my outside not match the transformation that I've experienced on the inside? So that's what I'm asking today. I'm asking that question. So let's start today's show. Welcome to Porn Free Radio. This is the podcast where motivated guys who want to quit looking at porn, get hope, and take action. Even if you feel lost right now or out of control, you can recover and live a meaningful life, free from shame and full of love. Now here's your host, coach and podcaster, Matt Dobschutz. I was thinking about playing a a fun song. Like I was thinking about playing... um, do you remember the song Alive by P.O.D.? This is maybe early 2000s. You know, ah, I feel so alive. <laughs> Do you remember that? I know, I know there's probably some guys in their 30s right now who are like, yes, like that was the music of, of like high school for you. <laughs> um, I was thinking about playing that, but you know what? I don't want to play it, and I'll tell you why. I'm feeling kind of vulnerable right now. I'm not even going to promote anything or talk about anything else I'm doing right now because I want to keep with this momentum. I don't want to ever put on a show here on Porn Free Radio. I don't want to. I don't want to present one thing, but then in my personal life, be going off the rails and going sideways. And I feel like, in some ways, my physical health has has been a little bit of a disconnection. You know, here I'm talking about using tools and dealing with threats and, and making these positive habits in my life. And yet I've struggled with my weight and struggled with my physical health, even while I'm coaching, even while I'm leading, even while I'm doing porn free radio. And uh, I was kind of thinking of this and it was interesting. I, um, I came across a book that Cliff Ravenscraft recommended. And it's by a guy that I have probably heard speak once or twice, but I didn't know a lot about. Believe it or not, when I picked up the book, I had no idea who he was. He's a speaker. Uh, I think he's a Christian speaker. And his name's Ken Davis. And I picked up his book, Fully Alive. And 
he describes something that was so close to the experience I just experienced um, that I thought I'd share a little bit of it. I'm not going to read it, but I'll just, I'll paraphrase it. Uh, A few years back before he wrote this book, uh, even though he was successful uh, speaking and, and I think writing, he saw a picture of himself on the beach with his granddaughter. And his back is to the camera, and he's holding her hand, and he just notices how overweight he is. Like, you know, I think when you walk around putting on extra pounds, you still feel the same on the inside on some level. You might move a little slower, or you might not feel as great when you wake up in the morning. But for the most part, when you're looking out, you're not thinking about, hey, I'm feeling fatter today or looking fatter. And so he saw this picture of himself that he was much more overweight than maybe he even perceived on the inside. Similar to me looking at myself on the video. He said this this simple quote, and it really stuck with me. I had ignored the painful truth. Physically, mentally, and spiritually, I was obese. And he kind of develops that a little bit. He talks about this idea that even though he was successful and he was going through life, there were some places where he had developed some bad habits. There were some places where he let himself go a little bit, took the foot off the gas. And if he asked himself the hard question, am I living fully alive? The answer was no. His physical appearance showed that he wasn't taking care of himself. Mentally, he said he wasn't growing. He wasn't really, wasn't really learning new things, uh, wasn't taking a lot of risks, wasn't, uh, wasn't investing a lot. He was kind of doing the same thing he had been doing for quite a while. And so he wasn't growing. Then he even talked spiritually that he was a little flat, like... He was kind of going through the motions. And I love how he describes all those areas as obese. You know, it's easy when when you put on weight to see the cost, to see the consequences of your lack of self-care. You know, it kind of shows up on your waistline. It shows up uh, with how your clothes fit. It shows up with your sense of being tired by doing tasks like, you know, walking to the mailbox or uh, if you have to, you know, pump up the tires on your kid's bike, you start to feel the painful truth of the, the weight gain. Now, it's a little harder to see obesity when we look at ment- uh, our, our, our mental and phys- spiritual life. But if you look closely you can see some of the same habits. You know, are you binge watching TV instead of reading a book? Are you just mindlessly looking at your phone and playing games or reading the drudge report? Spiritually, are you just going to your house of worship, going to your church, your mosque, your temple, just kind of going through the motions? 
Or are you having an active spiritual life in which you're connecting? It's easy to get obese. Now, I'm not going to, this isn't about health and fitness. This, This talk isn't about that. This talk, this podcast isn't about that. It's just about me being honest about about where I'm at right now with my physical health. And, you know, there were three things I identified that have happened over the last couple of years that, that resulted in sort of my weight gain and lack of fitness. Here's the three things. One, I lost my habit. I had a habit of bike commuting. I would drive to my or ride to my corporate job. I would shower there, and that habit would follow some other. There would or would precede some other habits. I would do a little morning routine. I would eat the same breakfast every day. I would have oatmeal. I had the same lunch every day. I had lentil soup and spinach. Then at dinner, I would eat whatever we had at home, or I would make something for me and my family was eating different food than I was. So I, I, you know, I'd pretty much have exercise built in automatic. And then there were these eating habits that just kind of came out of that physical fitness. And there wasn't a lot of, I didn't, you know, each morning at breakfast, I didn't give myself a lot of choices. It's not like I'd woke, woke up and said, should I have a donut today? Donuts weren't even a part of my world. It's kind of funny. I'm always talking about Dunkin' Donuts and Dunkin' Donuts coffee, but here's the funny part about it. I, uh, very rarely, unless I'm doing bad, uh, I would never eat a donut at Dunkin' Donuts, especially during the years I was really healthy. Um, it didn't work with plant-based eating at all. And besides it wasn't very healthy. So I would never have a donut. So even though I drink coffee a lot, I would never have a donut. And so I had this kind of plan, you know, where I would eat a certain way and I wouldn't deviate. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't some at lunch go, I'm hungry. What should I eat? I always ate the same thing. Um, I wouldn't, uh, go, should I try the, you know, should I go to Wingstop today and get some, you know, barbecue wings I wouldn't do that. I would always eat the same thing. So I had this habit, this kind of almost like lifestyle habit where bike commute, shower, morning routine, eat oatmeal, uh, lunch, have this uh, spinach and lentil soup, bike commute home, sometimes shower again in the, in the, in the summer and, uh, you know, and eat a a reasonable dinner that was plant-based. That was about it. It wasn't like I had this big, uh, it wasn't like there was other stuff I was doing. I wasn't doing a lot of other stuff. That's just what I was doing. So what happened when I started working from home, doing my own business? Well, first thing is I wasn't bike commuting. Uh, I didn't have a, I didn't have a bike commute. Uh, I didn't have anywhere to go on the bike. And, um, I don't know, for some reason I was really motivated by that. I didn't like the idea of just bike riding for fun. I liked the purposeful bike riding. Um, I liked sometimes looking at the clock going, I'm running late. I need to ride faster. I like the challenge of it. I like the excitement of 
riding in traffic. I never, ever ride on a sidewalk. I can't stand people. I can't stand adults who ride on sidewalks. It drives me nuts. Um, first of all, I hate it when they come out into an intersection because you're not looking for a biker on a sidewalk. Um, so anyway, that's that's beside the point. I like the energy of riding in traffic. And uh, so there was some excitement to it. And um, and so now I'm at home and, you know, I have to make my own excitement. I have to get on the bike. I have to come up with a route to go. I don't even know where to go. You know, today I rode the bike. I'm giving a little, uh, I'm giving, giving you a little uh, sneak preview of, of where I'm moving towards. But I rode my bike today and I actually kind of got lost in this forest preserve because I didn't know where I was going. And, and I hate that. I, I want to know where I'm going. I want to I kind of have that accomplishment when I get there. So I didn't have that. And you'd think I could have easily kept the food. You know, I could have kept eating the oatmeal and the spinach. But I decided uh, about a year later to, to let go of being a plant-based vegan. It, it was having some challenges um, with my family. It was hard to cook two meals. It just added a lot of stress at mealtime. But when I left that, it left, I didn't have some of the plan. It's like everything was back on the breakfast menu. Everything was back on the lunch menu. And I remember the first day that I kind of felt like, ah, I don't care. It's no big deal what I eat for lunch. I'm not a vegan anymore. So let's go to Burger King. And I had this like huge burger and fries and I got some sauce to dip the burger in, some buffalo sauce and just, I mean, I went from being like this healthy plant-based eater to like just eating these burgers. And a lot of it was the habit. I lost the habit of kind of this healthy fitness uh, thing, you know, this habit of, of bike commuting this habit of eating kind of the same way in a healthy way, I kind of lost it. And so all of a sudden things, choices that I hadn't normally made would all of a sudden be like, well, yeah, I kind of feel like a burger. Maybe I'll eat a burger. I did it with donuts too. I mean, I, uh, donuts are a little clear to me that I'm crossing a boundary. Um, cause when I used to eat donuts in the past, I used to not have a lot of control around them. So, but yeah, all of a sudden I go through the, the Dunkin' Donuts drive through and I don't have a lot of time to eat breakfast. All of a sudden a donut seems like a good idea. So I lost that habit. What's a, what's a, what else happened? There were a few mistaken beliefs that I started agreeing with. Now the problem with mistaken beliefs. We all struggle with some mistaken beliefs, but it's when we agree with them and then take action that they get us into trouble. Now, mistaken beliefs with porn are easy. You know, things like I'm entitled to this or porn uh, is a good substitute for sex with my wife, or you can think of other ones too that, that are easy to fall into that trap. Um, but here's the ones with food that I was struggling with. Food makes me feel better. Now, it wasn't just that food uh, 
makes me feel good eating it. It was more that like when I feel down, when I feel sad, when I feel stressed, food makes me feel better. And specifically, unhealthy food makes me feel better. So that was one mistaken belief that I started entertaining, agreeing with, and taking action. Another one was food brings excitement. Here I was working alone at home, sometimes having multiple calls during the day or doing work that was tough. And all of a sudden, hmm, maybe I could have this for lunch. Or maybe I could, you know, get a Dr. Pepper at 7-Eleven. All of a sudden, this idea that food brings excitement, you know, there'd be a little sparkle to my day. So food makes me feel better. Food brings excitement. Here's this last one. Food makes me full. Not full like, full like I'm satisfied eating. More like the word whole. Like when I feel not good enough, when I feel less than, when I'm struggling with my confidence or esteem, there's this mistaken belief that I have that food makes me feel whole. Like that feeling of eating a Whopper or drinking a a Coke or a Dr. Pepper, that kind of alive feeling that creates, there's, there's a mistaken belief that I have that that makes me feel full or whole. And these aren't, these are all mistaken beliefs. I, I know they are. They feel true sometimes still, even as I'm saying them now. Food does make me feel better. When I'm sad, I like to eat lots of food. Food does bring excitement. I get excited about what I eat. Food deep down does make me feel whole. But I look back to this picture, and I, I printed out a picture of me speaking at that, that church meeting. And I see this big guy with the cargo shorts and the untucked polo, almost inhaling the microphone. The microphone looks so small in comparison to my body. And I go, those mistaken beliefs, that's not looking right. That doesn't look like a healthy person. Food's not making that guy feel better. Food, food's not that exciting. Food definitely is not making that guy whole. So there was a third thing that I noticed about why I got stuck and why I, why I lost this habit, why I embraced some of these mistaken beliefs. I was doing this alone. I I had no accountability, not accountability. Like we like to say, sometimes I didn't need someone asking me, did you eat too much today? Or, you know, are you overeating? Do you need that? That, 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 that doesn't help me. I mean, I'm married to a really cool wife who asks hard questions all the time. That's not the type of accountability I'm talking about. What I was missing was I didn't have a tribe. I didn't have any community around this issue. I wasn't getting any support. So the mistaken beliefs just felt truer and truer. 
And the bad habits just got worse. And I felt alone. Now, maybe you can identify this with this. Here's the, here's the irony. I coach guys all the time who are super fit guys. I've coached triathlon guys. I've, I've, I've uh, coached marathon runners. Guys who hit the gym all the time. Instructors at gyms. Trainers. Healthy guys. But they're struggling with porn, right? That's why they're coming to me for help. That's why they're listening to me. And what's happening? What happened with them? Why, how did they get stuck? How did they get obese in this area? Well, they lost habits if they, if they ever had them. They lost their... They lost the good habits that they maybe had once had or maybe never had. They embraced mistaken beliefs like porn makes me feel better. Porn brings excitement. Porn makes me feel full or whole. They were isolated like me. No accountability. Maybe you felt this way. It's not far off. Maybe you're a person who hasn't ever struggled with your weight. So this, this isn't totally connecting. But can you hear some of that in, in the porn struggle? Bad habits, mistaken beliefs, being alone. We all can relate to that. That's one of the reasons that you listen to Porn Free Radio. You want new habits. You want to let go of mistaken beliefs. You don't want to feel alone. You don't want to feel like the only one who struggles with this. So here's the good news. How am I moving out of this? Where's the hope? Well, I'm, I'm reverse engineering what happened. I'm basically undoing each of these things. I'm starting with the, the no accountability alone part. First thing I did and I've just done this a couple weeks ago. I joined a mastermind for fitness. Now, a mastermind is similar to my rev groups that I run for guys who struggle uh, letting go of porn. Uh, but this is all around fitness. It's around engaging fitness and engaging healthy living. So I meet with a group of guys every week on Sunday night. And uh, the leader is a, a podcaster. And here's the funny part. He actually used to be a WWE wrestler. That's right. I'm in a mastermind with a WWE wrestler. His name's Chris Pavone, by the way. He has a great podcast. I recommend subscribing to it. Chris Pavone is his name. And it's the Chris Pavone Show. So I signed up, and uh, we, we make commitments each week during the mastermind about what we're going to do. And we have to follow through. And so one of the commitments I made this week is I was going to work out six times, which is six, six more times than I worked out two weeks ago. Last week, I worked out like three times. But it's six times more than I worked, worked out two weeks ago. That's part of the reason I was on the bike today. Actually, I've ridden the bike two days in a row. And um, man, I got to tell you something. 
when you ever bike commuted or ridden a bike in a few years and you put on some weight and you drive a hipster road bike that you ha- that you bought at the height of your physical health <laughs> that little seat hurts <laughs> i'm like what the <laughs> that seat really hurts and this bike is so light and so compact. I'm so worried I'm going to flip off of it. I I look like one of those bears at the circus riding a little uh riding a little tiny bicycle. <laughs> I'm like dwarfing my hipster single speed bike by the way. It's a single speed. It's not a fixie. Actually, it has a flip-flop um hub if you guys know what that is. It can be a fixie. Uh but it's it's a single speed bike. So that's another thing. I'm going up hills and I haven't ridden in a long time. And I'm realizing the only people who buy single speed bikes are people who are super good at biking because there's no changing the gear to make it easier going up the hill. It sucks. So my butt hurts. I'm tired. Okay. Enough about me. I joined a group for accountability and it's, it's working. You know, we're checking in uh, through a text group. The other guys are checking in about their workouts. I'm getting inspired by them. Uh, We even found out that we're all going to the Cliff Ravenscraft Free the Dream Conference in September. So if you're in near Franklin, Tennessee, uh, the week after Labor Day, join us at the Free the Dream Conference. Um, So that's kind of cool. All the guys in the mastermind are going to be there. So, So I'm getting some community. I'm getting out of the aloneness. I talked about some of these problems that I had, some of these mistaken beliefs, talked about how I lost some of these habits. I mentioned this last week. You know, Chris said at the end of my share at the first time I was at the group, he said, does anyone think Matt can't, or does everyone think Matt can do this, that he can press in and create new habits? And the whole group raised their hand. And that really inspired me. I got excited by that. So that's, that's number one. Second thing, I'm letting go of these mistaken beliefs about food and, and consequently, you know, food and fitness, you know, like I was struggling with mistaken beliefs about the bike, you know, like, like if I'm not bike commuting, why should I bother biking? You know, it was a way to stay stuck. It was a way to give in the resistance. So one of the new mindsets that I picked up from this Fully Alive book was movement. I need movement in my life. I have a sedentary job. I do coaching. I do podcasting. I'm sitting down right now recording this. So I need to add movement into my day. It's not going to show up for me. So it's it's not so much about trying to figure out how to you know, how to, uh, deal exactly with some of these mistaken beliefs. Food makes me feel better. Food brings excitement. Food makes me feel full or whole. Not really dealing with those specifically. I'm just embracing some new ways of thinking, some new mindsets. And the, and the number one thing I'm thinking this week is movement. Get some movement. You know, I had 20 minutes before a call yesterday. I went out for a walk. 
I had already ridden the bike earlier in the day, but I added just more movement. We went to the mall last night and walked around, me and the family. They all got ice cream. I didn't. I didn't get ice cream because I'm so holier than now or that I'm so like great at dieting or, you know, not even dieting, great at healthy eating. I just was like, gosh, I rode my bike today. I walked 10,000 steps. Do I really want to cap off my day with some Culver's? Custard for you guys not in the Midwest. The answer was no. I didn't agree with that mistaken belief that food was going to bring excitement to me. I had had enough excitement. I was kind of tired. So movement, that's the mindset. I'm reading the rest of this book. Maybe I'll learn some new my other mindsets, but that's number one right now, movement. And how about new habits? Well, some of these habits I've done before. I've ridden the bike. I've eaten healthier. I've done it before. So it's it's more about doing what worked before. But, you know, a plan or habits are really activated by people. So the group, that accountability, that group is what's helping me activate the habits, actually follow through on them. Today, I had my boys home. They're not back in school yet. We're hanging out, kind of watching TV. We're watching, we're actually watching uh, some YouTube highlights of the Little League World Series. And we're just kind of goofing around, but we've been sitting for maybe 15, 20 minutes. And I get a text from one of the guys in the group and he said, the fitness mastermind, he said, hey, I've been thinking about you today. What's going on? And I realized, man, I haven't got on the bike today. I haven't done any exercise at all. And me and the boys even had a lunch today that was a little pushing it for me, like not as healthy as I would have liked. So I was like kind of an unhealthy lunch. And now I'm sitting watching YouTube with the boys just kind of being lazy. I thought, man, I, I better get my butt on the bike. 10 minutes later, I had the bike shorts on and the shoes with clips. Yep, I have clip clip shoes for my bike. That's 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 from the old uh, the old bike commute days. And uh, I was actually thankful for those today because when you have clip shoes, when you upstroke, you keep you know you your pedals keep moving nicely. And um, so I really needed that on the way back because I was tired. Um, so anyway. So yeah, there's some new habits that I'm doing now. I'm I'm checking in uh, each day with the guys. I'm grabbing some of the you know grabbing some of the tools I've used before and making sure that I follow through. And that's getting me motivated. It's getting me excited. And those things build on themselves. Just the same way in the old days when I used to bike commute, it led to healthier eating. I'm seeing the same thing today. And, and yesterday, I mean, I ate a lot healthier uh, the, since I've been working out. It's helping me make better choices with my food. There was one concept that really struck me in Fully Alive. I want to end with this. And Ken's talking, 
And he says this, he says, most of us set goals that are too small. And he's talking specifically about weight loss, but he said, wearing a certain dress size, reaching a target weight or looking buff isn't a goal big enough to sustain you for the rest of your life. If your goal is too small, then when you reach it, your commitment fades. As soon as the zipper zips, out come the potato chips. I was really struck by that idea. That most of us set goals that are too small. And if I ask guys in coaching, if I ask guys who are podcast listeners what their goal is, Usually the first thing people say is a certain day count. I want to get to 90 days, Matt. I want to get to six months. I want to get to a year. But if, if I'm reading Ken right, he'd say that goal's too small. Reaching a certain day count? Is that big enough to sustain you for the rest of your life? What if you get to a year? What are you going to be committed to the moment you reach your goal or even get some success? You know, maybe you get a few months of being porn free. The, mo- the moment you reach it, you let the foot off the gas. It's not big enough to sustain you. So the question I want to leave you with is, are you committed to being fully alive? Are you committed to looking for a purpose in this recovery that's bigger than just the small goal of being a year porn free? Back to the idea of resistance. Most of us have two lives, the life we live and the unlived life within us. Between the two stands resistance. What's that unlived life within you? that needs to come out. What's that bigger goal that's going to motivate you for the long term to live fully alive, to being capable of all God created you to be? You know the thing that stung a little bit about seeing that big guy on the screen talking about transformation? wasn't the topic. It wasn't the uh, teaching. I thought it was fine. I thought I did a good job. It wasn't even how I looked. But it was like, I want the inside and the outside to match. And I want to do this for a long time. This message is important. I need to take it seriously. I need to take the work I do seriously. You know, several times this week, people thanked me for my work. I met some guys on Monday who were in one of the original Rev groups. They flew into town to vacation in Chicago, and they looked me up and they said, could we get together? And we got together for lunch. They thanked me for my work.
this message is important. And it's important that I'm healthy and able to do it. It's important that I'm not becoming obese physically, mentally, or spiritually. I need to grow in each of those areas to continue to to build on this message. And you need that too. Recovery is more than just getting a week porn-free, a month porn-free, a year porn-free. It's about you living life fully, about getting back some of the things that porn has robbed from you, getting back community, getting back those healthy habits, getting back that wholeness that doesn't come from porn, but it comes from living a full life. Well, the show notes for this show will be at recoveredman.com slash 169. It's been great to connect with you today. I hope you hear some energy here. I do have energy. I I rode 10 miles today, but I still have energy. I'm still excited. And I hope you hear it. And I am committed to my group. And I'm committed to you guys to keep working on this area, to keep growing. This is a journey. It's a journey of transformation, and I'm still on it. So guys, this week, take hope, take action, and live life. What do I want to say? Take... (laughs) All right, I botched the ending here. Let me start start it over. Start the music over. No, I... All right, don't start it over. Here we go. Guys, take hope, take action, and this week, live fully alive. Does that sound good? <laughs>